Hello, hello there. Take hello, three. Sir. Back to the old days during the summer when we had to, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. That was like twenty some episodes ago. <laughs> that was good. so many episodes ago. Good evening, sir. How are you? Good evening. I am here. Good. That's I'm, good. I am alive. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> that's what we got going. We can leave it at that. <laughs> Every, everything okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ben is gonna leave a leave a moment of a moment of silence for little pup who became one with the force. Yeah, I think that's so that's Yeah, that's really that's really it. Yeah. If I do not sound super broken up, it's because I've been drinking for five days. I, I would <laughs> I would be honest with you, I had anticipated you know maybe taking a little break um you know but i was surprised truthfully um no but you know i think it uh if i'm not my normal chipper self well on this on this momentous day too i I we're recording on inauguration day i peek behind the curtain we we have every reason to be happy today for for political reasons um obviously you know you've you've had a loss and that's uh yeah you know and that is and it is very sad extremely sad but, but she is happy i have i don't i i believe it is real but i've had i've had some some dreams she's come and said hello and she's good and is hanging out and telling me about playing with the playing with the other puppies that she's that we've we've lost in the recent past. Some of our friends have lost some of their dogs, and damn, to see see some of them. Well, now you're gonna you're you're tugging on the emotional heartstrings <laughs> early in the episode tonight. Um, I figure I figure get it out of, get it out of the way. <laughs> rip the bandaid off, I guess. Rip the bandaid, gonna... keep a and keep rolling. <laughs> Oof. Well, with... so, may, may the force be with her. May the force be with Andy. That is that is very true. Is that Sam that I hear in the background? Yeah, Sam. Sam agrees. Sam is also wishing, wishing. She Andy also. Good luck. She yeah. She also wants to uh, leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> Chopper is sitting outside the room, and he is yeah. freaking out. So yeah, so I get progressively happier the the farther I get into our sponsor tonight. Well, that, that's a that's a good segue. Let's let's. I think who, so. Who are you sponsored by this evening? Uh, manifest gin out of jacksonville florida uh, barrel rested gin having a lovely old-fashioned that's because yes you can this is going to be the one thing that gets us comments on twitter we're going to get like no comments but all the other hot takes it's going to be like you can't make an old-fashioned with gin <laughs> fuck you i can <laughs> <laughs> it is barrel rested gin and it tastes delightful it is just in it's my it's my bourbon substitute there you because go because I am not a huge fan of brown liquors, so I am a you know woman on a diet apparently, according to Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that is fine. It is a delightful gin, a really really good distillery out of Jacksonville, Florida. Well, that's really good. I think that it is. I think we've heard of them before on the podcast, but I'm glad. To I believe there. last week it was. I believe it was Manifest and uh, Golden Ale from Terrapin. Yeah, I I am on my second drink, um, so this might be 
a really interesting podcast for some involved. I will not disclose how many drinks I'm on. <laughs> this I, is number uh, two. This is number two today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I'm tonight we are sponsored by Wild, Wild Leap Brewing Company. Um, and this is a chance IPA. Um, these fine folks are out of LaGrange, Georgia. This is... I don't think I'm familiar with them. It's phenomenal. Um, This was... a brewery I haven't heard of. Man. This was a product of a trip to North Carolina. um, The last trip to North Carolina. We were coming back and we made a detour around Atlanta. And we drove by an Ingalls and uh, LaGrange. um, Or no, excuse me, an Ingalls in Athens. And uh, we decided to stop in the Ingalls in Athens and found a lot of lovely beers. So... Ingles I, is a good Ingles is a good spot. It really is. I'm a public guy, but um, Ingles is where Ingles, it's at. Ingles has got it for beer. They're they're really good. They have a nice That's, selection, and they carry different things, which is cool. Yeah. I like that. Anytime I head up near the, I'm near the Virginia area, like Charlottesville area, roughly. Ingles carries a ton of three notch, and three notch is amazing. You know what I did find in Ingles while I was there? I didn't find the Grand, but I did find, um, oh, shit, now I can't think of their name. Uh, but the the brewing that carries Grand, I guess they just didn't carry a Grand at that time. That must be their summer beer. Mm. But I was that was that beer that I found when we were uh, all together up in North Carolina a couple of years yes, ago. I'm, is it, it's not Victory. I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the, not proof. the brewery, too. Yeah, well. Dr. Google is about to help us here. Um, Grand Brewing Company. Well, okay, we can't. We, we don't have a ton of politics to bitch about, so we got to talk about something. It's the Curahy Brewing Company uh, that made Grand, which is a phenomenal IPA mm-hmm. if you're into IPAs. Um, it is pretty good. But that provides us another another professional segue. Don't try that at home. Um, let's let's get into the politics real quick because I feel like this is going to be the shortest politics bit we ever do it on will the show Kristen was like what kind of schedule are we looking at and i'm like oh you know probably not wait the the <laughs> i'm not angry the trump the trumpster fire is no is no longer like at literally as of like noon today um we don't we don't have to worry about it. he didn't do like any as far as i could tell like there was no super controversial pardons like I I was I'm not gonna lie I was a little bit a little bit worried he was gonna start pardoning like war criminals and shit like that but or himself and his family and cause like a constitutional crisis and it didn't it didn't happen and I was like I really I really hope not like I I hope that this is uh, this is just the end and he goes out with a with a whisper uh, I mean Steve pardoning uh, Bannon is kind of like pardoning Darth Jar Jar like fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's another shitty human. Like just pardoning all your little political allies. Okay, cool. Like, there wasn't there. It's not like you. What was I forget the dude's name? The guy who murdered uh, sixteen. I feel like it was Iraqis. That was there was a talk of pardoning that guy. Yeah, and like seal. Jesus. Yeah, let's part. Let's pardon the dude who literally avoided the death penalty by uh, saying, "Oh yeah, I, by pleading guilty to that." Like, good God, it's a. There were some there were some wild uh, wild things going on. So if he was considering him, then he was talked out. And if he wasn't, good on him because hopefully he wasn't. Uh, but either either way, I'm like that's that's it. Other other than his like 
spewing more bullshit as he talks out talks out of the office. I what was it the uh, what was the quote? I got I, I have more votes than any other president in history. And I'd be like, mm, except one. Yeah. Except <laughs> except one. Um, I, I believe he was sworn in today, the one that got more than you. <laughs> I mean, we watched we watched it all. Um, like we watched the you know we had it on in the background while we were working this morning, and it was. Uh, oh, you were working this morning. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess I was too. <laughs> well, I mean. Look, I mean, it, it's kind of like we were talking about a couple weeks ago, like, hey, are we supposed to work for the revolution? You know, like, I mean, obviously, it's an interesting, it was an interesting day. And I, I'm not going to lie. Was, I don't want to be the guy who always, uh, I don't always want to be the guy who's on the podcast. Like, yeah, that made me tear up a little bit. But like, it was good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Lady Gaga's like her rendition of the <laughs> Star Spangled Banner. I was like, that, that's got some feels in it. <laughs> like, huh? I mean, like, I don't. I don't know. Some like, good stuff. Great, some... great speech. I thought his speech was wonderful. I thought it was. It hit all I mean, the right moments. Right. Something about unity and actually, like, I'm going to actually work to unify the country. Like, holy shit, what's that like? Well, and I, I haven't that, seen that shit before. You know, he's been quiet the rest of the day, and that's. I mean, obviously, he's not. Who? Who's been quiet? Biden. Biden. Okay. Quiet. I was going to say, because mm-hmm. Trump is quiet because he no longer has any platforms. <laughs> he's been deplatformed. <laughs> That's, That's it. Everywhere. You're like, Jesus, he's going to have to bankroll another failed social media platform so he can talk to him. But like, no, it was nice that there weren't. I mean, Joe, Joe has got some really savvy social media people on his team. Because I follow Joe and I get a lot of the updates. Like I have him turned on for notifications, but like there wasn't any like wild proclamations. Like he said his speech, and he's just about doing a you know doing a like, job. We're gonna yeah we're gonna go get this done. So I, I'm in, I haven't I haven't gotten to look at the news a whole lot or seen what's coming. But I had I had heard that there was a significant list of things. Oh the other the other uh, Trumpster fires quote. Oh. Um, about the oh well you know your taxes are going to go up and next year just just watch i'm like motherfucker you did that (laughs) they're going to go up this year because of you thank you very much because because you literally put that in your tax code to help your buddies out and i'm like Mm -hmm. my god please please tell me on biden's list of you know shit to do today take that out (laughs) is like is go oh i'm gonna take that tax cut from all the all the business buddies of trump and uh I'm just going to give it to the, give it to the under 400,000 crowd and give it to the middle class. As he said in his speech, I want to rebuild the middle class. Like do it. Let's do it. It was, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm hanging out in the lower middle. Yeah. Uh, Let's do this. (laughs) I'm in the middle. I am firmly in the middle class. Like, I guess it depends on what you, what you consider middle class. (laughs) I, I, I feel like we both, you know, without, if we're, if we're going up to, up to 400,000, I, definitely am below that oh i am not anywhere i am lower i am lower middle class that's what i'm saying but that's what we do here (laughs) we talk that's why we don't have blue yeti mics that that's true (laughs) that is true but it was nice it was nice to see all the former politicians that came out to support joe it was cool to see i i'm gonna give pence credit i mean it was cool that he showed up and did the bare minimum of showing up to the inauguration Right. Like, I I thought that was cool that he did go. Um, you know, I think it's time for Mike Pence to take a back seat and disappear for a while. 
And I, I, that's a guy that like could run for office again in the future and be like, yeah, I got swayed yes. under by his bullshit, which is which is terrifying as well. I'm not saying I'm, I'm, voting for him, but he's at been the very least... super super quiet about like his his personal politics. But before, while he was like while there was running and doing all that stuff, mm-hmm. like he's got some super super problematic views. I I feel like he's pretty scary on on the LGBT issue. Yes, um, and that's there's a there's a conversion therapy belief in yes. somewhere that is. Horribly There's that terrifying. very, very pro, pro women's pro control of women's bodies. He um, really he watched. Um, oh shit! I had a really good. Which I find problematic. Butcher. Like, he watched. Um, what in the hell is that show on Hulu? Um, mm, yep, that's the one. That's still. the one. Uh, did my research for this. Part. Yeah, he wants he wants everybody to wear wear red or green. That's what I was going for. Yeah, that's the name still. of the show. Handmaid's Tale. He he watches Handmaid's Tale and gets excited for a different reason. Right. Um, but uh, this could be it. <laughs> um, is and but he's been he's been very quiet and uh, did, yeah did the bare minimum this last week. More of the political mm-hmm. angling. Now but you can now you can see where Mitch government. McConnell's yeah you can see where Mitch McConnell's uh, loyalties lie and it's with himself. Yeah. <laughs> to it's the the like survival. And he's going, um, what can I say that's going to keep appealing to people? Um, I don't believe any of this shit because two weeks ago I was like, Trump. <laughs> and now and now, now I'm going to go, um, yeah, actually, uh, actually, he incited a, he incited a, a coup. We all need to be more it's like, sensitive wait. to each other's feelings. Yeah, I'm like, that's, that's going to be interesting in the impeachment trial um, if he you know, goes, oh, uh, no, I don't believe I don't believe that he should be impeached for inciting a coup. Anyway, well, that's weird, um, Mister Former. Thank the ever-loving Christ, uh, Speaker. <laughs> speaker, minority leader, minority, yeah, minority leader, leader McConnell. McConnell. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah, that's it. Ma- majority leader McConnell, Speaker of the House is the other side. <laughs> yeah, majority m- former. Thank God. Majority leader um, Mitch McConnell, like, let's uh, play your own speech back to you. Would you this say... seems like pretty damning evidence. Uh, yeah. w- would you say you were mistaken, or were you lying? What, what were you? What were you doing here? Which one was it, Mitch? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It, you burrow back into your fucking hole. <laughs> it's a new day. I mean, it's it's you know January it is. January twentieth. It is uh, it's, a new time. What? I believe I believe is negative forty five out today. Oh yeah, yeah. Is minus forty five. That was that was a beautiful tweet. Aww. There was some really good stuff today. But you know what I really do have hope for is that people do buy into to Biden's message and say, "Hey, look, it is time to stop and put away the claws and the you know the rain, the hose and, and the axes and just like let's go back yeah, to stop, the neighbors. Stop like, the manufactured bickering. Is all of this has been like all of this bickering has been set up by the government and media and like these people who want to just continue to stay in power that's this is all set up by that group of people like if they're fighting each other they can't fight us Mm -hmm. it's the divide and conquer and it's 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 just glaringly obvious which which is super sad that everyone's like oh no i'm gonna hate them because they're they're a libtard or they're you know republican whatever it is like no no like you 
you got you got a, everyone here on on the like little people level fighting so that you can continue to do whatever the fuck you want mm-hmm. and continue to just like add zeros to your bank account like let's uh let's uh let's all join hands and go um eat the rich <laughs> yeah <Yes. laughs> let's eat the rich <laughs> like holy shit it just, <laughs> it's like anyone's like oh you're a biden follower i'm like no not really like 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 that like the tweet or the the tiktok that i sent you like no he's a government employee man like if he does even a passable job cool like if he continues moving the country in a direction that i'd like to see it go where we're all united and actually helping each other you know those biblical christian beliefs that we were founded on supposedly um like helping each other like cool like that that's great if he starts to starts to go the way of a you know some some sort of dictator or wannabe dictator yeah i'm i'm gonna have something to say (laughs) just do do your fucking job like your whole job the whole reason for you existing and just like just like the speeches today was hey um it's it's we the the people the people are supposed to have the control this is a government of the people not of themselves which is what they've turned it into Let's go back to George Washington. The uh, the whole idea of like, hey, the greatest threat is a two party system. Don't do it. Don't do it. And we're like, fuck you, George Washington. We know um, better. Yeah, we 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 uh, we got this one figured out. Thanks, George. I know I know you guys are you know pretty you know pretty smart, but we got it. I, I saw another another really funny tweet that was like, hey, if uh, if you think that you are smarter than the founding fathers, consider this that. If you if your Facebook posts, I go back in there and you're confused about the proper use of your, your, and your, and two, two, and two, maybe you're just, not just maybe um, creating a system of government is a little bit out of your league. <laughs> so sit well, the hell down, <laughs> sit the hell down, figure out how to use your, your, and your two, two, and two, mm-hmm. and and then and then maybe you'll be ready. Well, <laughs> and as, as uh, that was hilarious. As we close the, you know, the the door on the Trump years or the Trump, I guess. The I'm, I'm going to continue to call it the Trumpster fire. Well, OK, I'm that, coining. I'm coining that. I've not heard it anywhere. I believe I made it up. If I'm I am wrong, for the love of God, tweet us and tell us I did not make up Trumpster fire. <laughs> but I feel like it's solid. But I, I do want to point out as we close this this chapter of the podcast where we will no longer have this part uh, to complain about, you know, Donald, Donald Trump and his cronies, we're not going to necessarily shy away from criticizing Joe Biden or or anyone no. for that. Because that's what we should do. That's what's called patriotism, folks. Like, trying part, to make your country better. This part of the podcast, I don't foresee going away. We haven't really planned. We never really planned for this part, the first twenty minutes, to be no, you know, not at politics. all. This was but, supposed to all be Star Wars, and then we just needed catharsis because things were so fucked up. But I think it's, it's interesting in that a couple weeks ago when we sat down to record, you know, we said Star Wars is supposed to be about escapism, and, and doing this was supposed to be about escaping. And somehow the real world found a way to get back into our escape. I think it still, it still is. And Star Wars in and of itself is a political commentary. It is a political statement. It's just... A political statement said through George Lucas's view of kind of the 1970s and how the Vietnam War was going and all that. Like this is very political. Mm-hmm. So it, it I I believe it makes makes sense that 
we're kind of continuing on in that tradition of talking about these issues. But and yeah, then it's fun because we're talking about a kids' cartoon. That's true. <laughs> you so know, with add- genocidal maniacs, in spite of what some people on Facebook may have tried to argue with me. Yeah. <laughs> incorrectly but yeah there's there's all kind of, i mean there's serious adult themes in in this but it's still a kid's cartoon and it's nice this is our escape mm-hmm. but i'm gonna add that we might and, and and you'll notice this week that we did go a little lighter on politics we're gonna add a new new feature to the show no. um in that this is escapism and this is something that's supposed to be fun and, and as we transition away from the political part of the show this week we're going to look forward to the fact that there's a shit ton of Star Wars coming in the very near future. Mm. And we can like look at these things and not be panicking about will there be lights on tomorrow or, you know, who's going to be in charge of the government? or <laughs> Is QAnon actually a real thing or some bored Russian guy sitting in his pajamas in his mother's basement? Making up shit to fuck with America. Yeah, really, really trying to get after America's house housewives mm. and house husbands. Hey. House husbands too. There's, I would not, be more than happy to be a house husband. I tell my wife every day if she would like to be fantastically independently wealthy, I will take care of this house. Yeah, that uh, was that was the plan. It just <laughs> like, just just shit went shit went sideways. That was the plan. Supposed to be staying home, not working. Like, that'd be great. Nice. Just taking care of, taking care of little Bean. But I want to I want to pivot us um, for just a second back towards rebels but not specifically to Rebels. Um, as we transition to the, the Star Wars portion of the show this week, um, I would like to revisit or to visit for us um, the summary or, or potential leaks that came out uh, last week about the future of Rebels. Um, mm. I want to get your, your thoughts on this because we have, we've played around with this idea, but I want to I run something by you here, Okay. Is it is it similar to what I posted on Facebook and tagged you in in one of those groups? It's it's very similar. Okay, um, but for for the audience who does not follow us on Facebook, maybe maybe they should. They probably should I'm just click saying. on those those show links in the notes um, that would take you right to our Twitter and our Facebook and our Discord. Um, but <laughs> so we have we have talked. Um, this this series obviously has finished airing. It's been off the air for several years. When Rebels went off the air, it was kind of like very quick. It just was like, "Hey, we're done. We're we're moving on to something different." Well, it was a yeah, it was a like a coda, like a to be con- almost a to be continued, but to be continued in multiple avenues. Like there were so the the universe is so broad at that point that it's like, yeah, to be continued. This is where this story ends, but it's a jumping off point for everything. Without giving away the ending of the series, which we kind of already have touched on in, in our Mandalorian show, but it it was reported uh, a couple weeks ago um, that there is the possibility that the Ahsoka pre- uh, miniseries or show that's coming to Disney Plus will be the long-awaited Rebel sequel. And here's what was reported. I want to give credit where it's where it's due. I'm getting this from uh, r backslash Star Wars Rebels. Um, Kessel Run. Kessel Run Transmissions had this originally, but they reported that there was an animated Rebel sequel that was already in production. However, they, due to the unexpected, unexpected uh, success of The Mandalorian, Lucasfilm changed the, the course and did away with the animated portion of the Rebel sequel 
And they're now pivoting to make the Ahsoka sequel or the Ahsoka series the Rebel sequel. In that, we expect to see Sabine um, as a main character that would be recurring in the show. Um, and that this would be the finality of Ahsoka. So this is either going to be a miniseries or some form of like a season or two. Um, but that the plot of the Ahsoka series would be the search for one of the characters from Rebels and how he end, ended his part or his, his story on Rebels. Um, at famously, we all know on The Mandalorian, uh, the, the great line that Ahsoka gave to um, the magistrate where she was saying, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? The inference there, I believe, is not hard to see. Um, Especially if you've seen the show, which I've seen on you know, the Facebook, the Rebels group, there's a ton of people that are like just getting into this or like, hey, should I watch Rebels? Yes. Fuck yes, you should watch Rebels. And you should watch it with us. Yeah. Um, as, as I believe what I comment on every single one of those that I see. Yes, so you if do. you're curious, if you're curious who the snark is, <laughs> you can find it there because it's the one that's hawking this podcast and being, being like, join us. We love this show. I unabashedly love this show. It's a phenomenal show. And I think it's, <laughs> We're we're getting to the part where now I think so so let me let me stop there. All right, let's just stop there. What do you think about that? Obviously I'm in. Okay. All right. I'm I'm for it. Like there's okay. there's really not a not a bunch of hot takes for this one. Like I'm one hundred percent in for that. Like any anything that's more more rebels, I'm good with. And even if it takes the form of live action, like yeah, bitch about the head tails being shorter because it's live action all you want like who who cares if it's really that big of a deal cgi it i it i don't give a shit um, but i'm i'm for it and to see it in different like see how different actors take the characters and interpret them is also fascinating um just from an acting i did a little bit of acting in high school and college so it's it's fascinating to see what the what different people will do and take from the characters as well. And you can yeah, cartoon is great. You can do a lot of cool stuff, but you you don't necessarily get get all of that. Um, and just seeing different different perspectives on it. So I'm I am all for Ahsoka being Rebels season five. I'm okay that they go hey we had a four season arc. This is where it ends. And now the jumping off point, like that's the jumping off and the jumping off goes into Ahsoka. It goes into whatever else it is. I, I would be thrilled if this were the case. I, I, I have reason to believe this could be the case. Um, or they, additionally, it mm-hmm. would make me incredibly happy if that was the case because maybe they would release the fucking box set for rebels that I could get. Like, I've been waiting for this box set for six years like it, it feels like it forever but no no still still no cool clean box set like clone wars had until they released the new season now they're gonna <laughs> god damn it <laughs> gonna get the whole thing again <laughs> oh you know that you know they will you know eventually they will they're just finding i think i think the fact that they haven't released the box set tells us that there's more to come i think right. that that was dave's way of saying there, this isn't finished. Yes, this chapter of the book is finished, but the story is not. Yeah. Um, and I, I, at least that's my hope. Um, but so that leads me to the second part of my my question here. Um, there is a a phenomenal uh, bit of live action fan casting going on right now. Of if we were to get a a live action Star Wars Rebels, 
um, who would be cast as, as some of these rep as the characters here. Um, there's been a lot of stuff going back and forth on Facebook and in a lot of these uh, Facebook groups uh, about Lars Mickelson, who you uh, will know. I um, hope so. So hard. Lars Mickelson, of course, did voice uh, Thrawn during the Star Wars Rebels show. Um, I am reading the, the Thrawn books. I just started the Thrawn books today. Um, oh. I, I'm so excited for you. I, I I'm halfway through it. book two. It, it book it's one so, so far. Good. Book I'm one only, is amazing. I'm only like half half a chapter in, and I'm already in love with this book because Timothy Zahn is an amazing, amazing writer. I'm it's all of those posts about all those people asking, "What book should I start with?" Well, Ron you should start Trilogy. with Zahn and Stackpole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's that's legitimately it. Like a done. Well, and. and... I think if you if you choose to start with Thrawn, I think that's the way that I was introduced to the Star Wars universe, truthfully. Um, yeah, The Last Jedi. Mm, man. Or Heir to the Jedi, not Last Jedi. Jesus. Aaron, well, I mean, you could start there, too. But I started with The Last Jedi uh, with Joris, Horace Saboth and Talon Karard and those characters. It's just, it's, it is truly a universe into itself set in the Star Wars universe. It's phenomenal books. You cannot go wrong there. Um, but I just want to indulge me here for a second on a little bit of fan casting. I um, found this article from Screen Rant today where they're talking about who would be the most the most likely characters to play, uh, you know, our, our rebels. And I'm interested to see what you think about this. But Harrison Dula the author of this article thinks that Zoe Saldana should play Harrison Dula. I think that's lazy because Zoe Saldana obviously is Gamora from the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And she plays a I green that one. skin character in Marvel. I think that's really lazy, honestly. Like, I think yeah, she's a I phenomenal would, actress. I would rather not. Like, I, I, I like her. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I'd, I would rather see somebody else. I don't know who I want in that role. I right. think you could just about do... I think that Lars Mikkelsen's level of fame, and he is famous. He is he is famous. Right. I really want... As Star an actor, Wars, not just a voice actor. Star Wars used to do characters, and I guess they still do, but they bring actors who you don't know. I don't want to look at the screen and see Gamora no, no. playing you know, Hera. I think that's a little much for me. Right, but watching even watching this episode tonight, I'm like, I I like, I mean, Rosario Dawson's good. I I like her, but I'm like, she's not, she's not quite, she's not quite Ahsoka. Like even wa- watching tonight, you get like a really clear mm-hmm. view of Ahsoka in this episode. And it's like, ah, yeah, I like it. I, I'm I'm good. I'm good with it. But could they have done better? Yeah, they probably could have had Ashley Eckstein jump in. I think that would have been. I think that would have been interesting. Ashley Eckstein is always going to be Ahsoka's voice, but that, and that's actually a really good transition because the next character I wanted to ask you about, I thought this was a really interesting cast. Um, but the character of Sabine Wren, uh, the voice actor is the, the dream cast here is Tia Sakar, who you'll, you'll remember from the good place. Um, yeah. She is TV famous. I, I don't know that I've ever seen her in a movie. Um, not that that's you know that she hasn't been in one, but I love her as as Sabine. I think she's phenomenal as Sabine in the show. Um, I think that that Rebels, if you kind of look at the the 
if you look at the the way this cast is put together, even in animated form, they're all different. So having a Tia Sakar, I think, would be a great way for more representation in the universe. Um, people of color, I think, would be phenomenal just to have different characters to look at. Um, so it's a, it seems like the, the like there's there's a little bit of like a you know a Middle Eastern mm-hmm. edge to you know, the the cast of this episode in general. I mean. You've obviously had Ezra, who uh, could easily be Aladdin, as we've gone over multiple times. It's a, it's kind of that, that area of the world is what's represented by the cast here, except for Hera, um, who's true. a Twilight. She's green, so right, you know. she's green. <laughs> so fuck her. Apparently, uh, well, no, we're. I'm sorry, we're out of politics. It's not the last. <laughs> it's not the last regime. We're we're at a new dawn. It's, it's an <laughs> era of positivity. An era but- of positivity. Yeah. So, I I feel like that would be that would be a good cast. I kind of really like the fan theory that we've already seen uh, Sabine show up in the Mandalorian. Yeah, as that you know, the Imperial officer, because it would make sense for her to have infil- infiltrated to try and. I don't want to give away the. I don't want to give away like the the end of our our Rebel show, but infiltrated to try and accomplish her mission. Um, and as a second prong to Ahsoka's search. And that I, I completely agree with you. I think that would be a great twist, but I, I almost wonder at this point, just based on the fact of so many people guessing it, if they won't change it, you know, I mean, I hope they... not. Like I God, like fucking workshopping stuff to death. Like, stop it. Just tell the story. Yeah, if everybody guesses it, cool. Like don't do the, don't do the lost bullshit where you go, like everyone figures out, oh, it's purgatory halfway through season four, and you're like, no, 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 it's totally not purgatory, totally something else, not purgatory, not purgatory at all. And then like, oh yeah, shit, it was purgatory. It was purgatory. Uh, the whole like, goddamn it! Like, stop, stop that! <laughs> don't, don't do that. Just tell the story. That's the some of the other arguments I've gotten in the groups are like, just give good people the reins and let them do it. Don't workshop it. Don't go, oh well, we need to make sure that we have this. Just let them tell a story. I feel like that's mm-hmm. that's where most of the complaints from the new trilogy actually stem from is workshopping stuff to death, not just saying you do you. Like I mean, even Solo, they came in and took out the original like directors to replace them with someone safer, essentially, because they were worried it wouldn't be a commercial success. Like stop, just let them just let them write, let them do it. If you're if you if you trusted them to to hire them. Like, they love and know the universe. So let them love and know the universe and get your marketing bullshit hands out of it. They're going to make you plenty of toys. Mm-hmm. I I agree. I think if you're going to write a story, it's, it's the, it's the justice league, you know, the Snyder cut issue. It's, it's right. Even, even everything... wonder woman where they're like, Hey, yeah. you got to change the ending to be something more, uh, more entertaining. Just like not everything no. has to be exactly the same as everything else. I don't need, you know, DC to look exactly like Marvel. They're not supposed to. They're different for a reason. People read them for different things. I loved Wonder Woman, frankly. I I, I thought it was great. Not as good as the first one. Yeah, but I didn't really enjoy the rape scene. That was weird. That was a little uncomfortable. Literally, you could have done anything else. Anything uh, else in the entire universe. And you're like, yeah, you know what? We're going to have him uh, take over a human being and we're going to have her have sex with a guy who's not aware that he's having sex with someone. <laughs> 
Yeah. Jesus. Like, why? Why would you do that? A little, a little of problematic. All the things. Literally, you're in a, a fantasy universe. You could go, and he appeared. <laughs> That's it. He's just poof. He showed up. You didn't have to have him body snatch someone. <laughs> like, come on. What? what is wrong with you? That that scene was that that was a little. I will admit, I didn't equate it to rape until you brought it up when you first sent <laughs> it that way. But I was like, that you was know? the mo- I was so uncomfortable, and I was sitting there watching it with uh, my wife and my mother in law, and I'm looking looking around, and I'm like, holy shit, can I say this right now? Like, what? <laughs> That's like the first thing I thought of was like, this is super problematic. I yeah. don't know. I don't want to go too much into my life, but I'm like. <laughs> that's a no. problem that's a you... problem women can rape men too like it's a thing <laughs> so it's like uh okay anyway that's a that's a weird segue but jesus why make it that problematic guys like you have so many storytelling tools at your disposal it's a movie about a rock that grants wishes like <laughs> which what for the record i mean that part I'm in for, like whatever. Yeah. I mean, cool. It was great. I, but... I liked it. Other than literally that, like one part. That I, and them having an F four. Fan- I think it was an F four Phantom, uh, fly transcontinental. Like, where are they refueling? That thing didn't go that far. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> small, yeah, we we'll, small we'll, things. We'll, they turned it invisible. I enjoyed we'll that into, movie. Uh, we'll go into Wonder Woman at some point here in the, <laughs> in the future, but um... and our Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal was an absolute delight. He <laughs> stole the movie. The I entire think movie. Like I I could have I could have almost done without the rest of the cast and just watched Pedro Pascal. I mean, he's he almost had as much screen time as Gal Gadot. So yeah. he was I, phenomenal in that movie. Anyway, I've taken us on a long segue away from the fan casting. That's okay. But that's please don't do, do Gamora. <laughs> no, that's what we do on, on House of Nerds. But I, I will finish. I will finish our fan casting with, with our, our. I guess you could call him one of our main characters. Um, but I feel like this one is too easy, and we've talked about this before. But um, I, I really think Rahul Kohli from iZombie yes. would would be. He he to me is the best choice. Um, I I think he'd be fantastic, and I think uh, one of the fan casting is uh, was it Ryan Potter. Yes, I saw Ryan Potter as well, and I yeah, like, to eh, all right, not not acknowledge that. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I, I think I think he has he certainly is playing around on Twitter with us, which I think is cool that he's engaging with the fans. Um, he, he clearly likes Star Wars Rebels. Um, is he too famous? Perhaps. I mean, he's on he's on the haunting of Bly Manor, which. You know, I haven't seen that one. I saw the first haunting. I've started. Series. I've started both of those series, and I, I just, I can't. I, I can't bring myself to give a shit. I keep trying, and Kristen I heard it's really I, good. We loved the haunting of Hill House. Um, it's scary. Um, and you know I don't do scary, but um, also I, I, my Kristen does not do scary at all. That is true. So my, I'm like, I got other priorities. <laughs> my Kristen loves scary, so that's that's mm. problematic. For well, then you should watch Hereditary. No, thank you. It's actually not. It's not scary. It was actually just kind of entertaining. I I need no Babadook. More. Babadook. No, was, I've seen Babadook. that was that was creepy, and it has a good message. Like that, I that. that was a. I really enjoyed that movie. That it's it's about grief. 
the you whole are, movie is about grief. You are twisted, and then this this way you are not twisted in a, in a nice way. That is a horrible movie. Mm. We're not wasting any more time on Babadook. <laughs> It's. It, I. I feel like it's a really good story about grief and how people respond to grief. Like it, it's a. That's me and a me and a buddy. I don't know if you've met Danny. Uh, that he's up in D.C. It's our friends in D.C. and we watched it together. And that's we just sat there talking about like, that for the rest of the the rest of the night. Like holy shit! Like this was this sparked a really good conversation about how people respond and handle grief. Babadook is the one that became the gay icon, right? Like, yeah. I think people repurposed so. him. Yeah. But that, that was a funny story. It was about like funny. holding, yeah, holding on to something that you need to just let go. And that's where the Babadook and it came from. Anyway, that's it. That's another segue. Yeah. Uh, another okay. segue? Rabbit trail? That's, I don't know. Okay. I'm all over the place tonight. That's all right. No, that's the thing. <laughs> we don't have to be pissed off about politics anymore, so we're allowed to do stuff like this. Right. We're going to like triple our listenership because they're going to be like, "Fuck, they're not they're not partisan anymore." They're not sitting there screaming about Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> but but let's let's go to our actual episode because we let's have talk about another genocidal maniac tonight. Freaking home dinger of an episode tonight. Um <laughs> solid use of the word home dinger. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I am single handedly bringing it back in 2021. That's damn. That's for damn sure. That is that you are sure. single handedly doing that. No one else uses <laughs> that word ever. Um, tonight we're going to talk about Relics of the Old Republic, season two, episode four, the 19th overall episode of Star Wars Rebels. And Anthony, this is a damn good episode. Um, it like. Is. I can't get over Stephen, the fact. Stephen Melching, wonderful job of writing. Yeah. So originally airing uh, on October 21st on TV, uh, October 21st, 2015. So you'll remember last week. Uh, so Ahsoka sends the ghost crew off to find what she calls an old ally. The rebels crew got the rebel. Well, the rebel cell or the alliance that we know of. Um, kind of got wrecked at the beginning of this year, of this season and they're looking for a new home and the only person that they think they know that could find a new home is out here on this planet in the middle of nowhere and it turns out that it's none other than one of our very dear friends uh, and a, an old clone trooper actually three old clone troopers um, but Commander Rex. But, yeah but one one we uh, one we know a lot better than the others the others, to me, felt a lot like they could have fit in really well with the Bad Batch. I feel like you could have chosen any of the names other than yeah. Rex, and I would have been like, oh, okay. Okay, that yeah, one. I remember you. Um, I, but... don't, I don't necessarily remember them from the Clone Wars that much. Of course, I watched the Clone Wars like, predominantly while I was deployed. Mm-hmm. Uh, said, like, I, they were on as the noise to help me decompress, for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. To which I, I still love them, but Rex is you know the Rex is kind of the the main one. He is, and I is. I really feel like they could they could show up in the Bad Batch, and it would be oh okay cool. I'd be fine with that. It would but, make sense. Um, so we we actually closed last week's episode. There was a probe droid that actually found where the crew was. Um, they're riding around on this old ATTE. Um, after the the clones took our ghost crew fishing for a Jupa. 
<laughs> and um, after the fishing trip, then we get to the killing. So we find out that the Empire knows where they are. And we waste absolutely no time. Because of one week. of the clone trippers. I, I feel like due to yes. literally Wolf, um, that's why the Empire knows where they are. <laughs> that's important. They waste, they, yes, you're right. That is an important plot point. They, they wasted no time tonight. No. There was absolutely no time wasted. Like, nope, Which uh, the Empire's here. Definitely didn't like, help Kanan in his, uh, you know, his issues. Poor guy. I, I, I thought we had turned a corner on that storyline. And I think this is, if I have a criticism of, of Rebels, it is that sometimes they go so far to reinforce, like, the a whole episode will go off and they'll tell us about how, you know, we all overcome this one thing where it's a mental thing or it's a, you know, a hang up or whatever. And then the next episode comes and it's like some of that gets reset. And I'm like, I know this is a kid's show, but that part I could do without. I think that's, I, I feel like that makes it even more real is that's how I mean that's how people are. You could go, Oh no, I get it. We've had a conversation, now we've grown and then you go home and you still you know, you're still thinking about like, oh here's all the shitty stuff those people have done and it just it kind of brings you back into that place and the next time you go to have a conversation with that same person, you're still a little pissed off from all that other baggage that's occurred. And it's it takes it takes time to get over it. It's not like a you know, not like a sitcom where you go Oh, and we're all friends again. And they they've solved the they've solved the world's problems in 24 minutes and now everyone's free to you know live in peace again the next episode to reset to for whatever's the new one. I I feel like this makes it makes him more real and it I I like like I identify with him and I like him even more because he's like you know what? No, still fuck these guys. Like these guys murdered my friends even though he got over it. Like kind of understood where they were coming from and they reached an understanding last episode he's like no these they killed my friends and he he back he backpedals a little bit it's it's human it is and you're right and i guess i'm i'm just a little bit predicated on expecting things to be finished you know the the prince from the killer come back and 15 minutes and then the third arc we find out that the killer was actually the school superintendent yeah, it, or whatever it feels like, not it feels not as cartoony it, it doesn't it doesn't feel as clean as you would expect from a cartoon or from a tv show that that's that's one of the reasons i love the show so much is the like rich complex characters that actually act human instead of acting like they're on a tv show and that they've you know they've written it so that it's okay we're moving the arc forward that is it it feels like they're actually real people, not just characters on a page to me. That's that's one of the reasons I like this so much more than Clone Wars, because a lot of them, it feels like that, and it's what you expect. And this, it's it defies expectations a little bit. That's actually a really deep look at it. I, I, haven't, I haven't actually thought about <laughs> it like that before, but that's that's a really good way of looking at it. Is I mean, this is... It's a different method of this. storytelling. But the writing on Star Wars typically, typically is very cut and dry. I mean, yes, you, you look, I mean, if you look at the, the new series, or the new trilogy, I guess, it doesn't introduce more nuance and more gray. But the original trilogy was not this deep. I mean, it was, you had, you know, a, a, you had a couple twists and, you know, with surprise, I'm your father. But like, that was later. Yeah. When it originally came out, it was like, okay, cool. That was a, that was a fun space movie while fucking Herbie is coming out. <laughs> like, you know, like that's that's like the deepest movie that you have, like in the repertoire. And like this is, 
hey, we're talking about the, this is a thinly veiled allegory of the government in Vietnam. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And we're trying to fight against this empire that Nixon has created. I mean, the emperor has created. Whoops. Yeah. Freudian slip. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I guess I think what I'm, what I'm expressing is maybe this is different or maybe I'm just not used to something being this good. Um, and that might be, that might be the difference truthfully for me is just, you know, I'm not used to seeing, or I'm not used to being frustrated with a character of like, yeah, for hey, backsliding, for going, I need you to <laughs> move on, get it together. Like move. Yeah. Move on. Get, get with us. They, you guys made friends last episode. Get with it. Why are we still talking? Yeah. Right. Why are we still fighting? Like stop. You it. know, and I, I think that's a, I heard a very interesting anecdote. Uh, Katie Sackoff um, was on, the Battlestar Galactica podcast with uh, Mark Emmert from uh, oh he used to write for EW and they're doing some, it's called Battlestar Galactica it's it's a good show but she was talking about you used to have to shoot you know for an hour's worth of TV you'd get forty four minutes worth of actual you know on right. the screen TV the commercials and all that fifteen minutes of commercials a minute total of you know an intro and an exit and, and you know, with the rise of a Netflix and the rise of Disney Plus, you don't have you're not beholden to, you know, Colgate or Coca-Cola or you can just Bud tell Light. the story because you're you're you've already paid. I paid you my, you know, twelve ninety nine or whatever my subscription fee is. I want no commercials like I want to be able to watch this. And if I, it's that's, you know, that's the, that's, that's what was the like great thing about frustrating and ha- like frustrating and good about the Mandalorian is like. You know, you, you go to it and you're like expecting, okay, there's going to be an hour long show or, you know, we're going to get about 45 minutes and then it's like 22. What? No. That, what? I will admit that if I have a criticism of The Mandalorian, it, it was this second season when they would release the episode. Almost inevitably, every episode, I'm like, where's the other half? Right. Like, but then it was, the there was, yeah, they just, they told the story that needed to be told and the amount of time it needed to be told, not well, we got to fill an hour block, which is mm-hmm. a g- great. I, I love, I love this, this trend. Even if it means that I've, I've got to subscribe to an extra service, like fine. I am good with this trend of storytelling instead of the, well, we just got to fill this episode with bullshit to meet the, the hour. You know, I, I used to be not another service guy. I'm not paying for ABC and CBS and Fox and, Hulu so I can get ESPN and then ESPN so I can get Disney and like, but, but truthfully, you're right. If, if it means that I get TV to the point of like, you know, you think about it, like, I mean, and it's a problematic show now, but like house of cards, when it first came on Netflix, like that was Netflix's go-to, like that was one of their first original pre- like premium shows. That was the show. I think that kind of broke the mold for TV and said, look, you can do sex you can do violence. You can do cussing. You can do 74 minutes an episode. Yeah, we're going to tell the story. People will watch. People will subscribe. People will keep their subscriptions for the show because it's good writing. And Bo Williman yeah. knows how to write TV. That's the important so, like, part. Tell a good story. That's why I play video games. That's why I, there's, I play board games. That's why I read books. Like I, that's why I collect com- collected comic books. I just like story. So tell me a good story. story. Don't give me, don't give me filler. Like, I love supernatural, but that's part of why I'm struggling to 
catch up and finish mm-hmm. Supernatural because it's like, okay, well, we've got 24 episodes. We've got 40 minutes an episode. We have to fill it with this. And it it takes forever to move the arc forward because they're just trying to fill the network slots. Like if that was a Netflix show, it would have probably been four and a half seasons long. It would have been phenomenal. It's still good. I still really love Supernatural, but should have ended. It could have ended. It could have been. It could have been done. Like there's, there's it's, no it's, reason for it to continue going. Tell the story you have to tell, and move on. It's like you know, you see basketball coaches or football coaches like stick and move, stick and move, do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like Rebels does very well. That's what I'm, I'm hoping that this trend towards this kind of storytelling or not going into a rebel season five, but making it Ahsoka that that's, that's them going, okay, we're, we're not just going to tell as much money-making story as we can. We're going to stick and move and people will continue watching because they want good story. Absolutely. I hope. hope. No, I think that that that's an important, I think that's what this tonight's episode showed me more than anything. Right. I mean, we, we do get a little bit of, there's a little bit of exposition of storytelling, right? I think there's an important clue that's dropped where we get where Rex hands uh, Ezra the data chip and says something to the effect of, you know, here's some pirate bases, old, old <laughs> Republic bases, even some Mandalorian bases that they don't right. know about. Here's all the things. Are you, are you kidding me? That, <laughs> that's not, he doesn't just throw around, you know, these terms and these people. There's reasons for this. The storyline the layers that are that are laid on this show and the way that the writing is done it it makes me want to keep watching and that's that's the sign of a beautiful show um but we've now gone 53 minutes in and we're about a minute and a half into the episode to be fair this is another one where like a not there's a lot of like little stuff but it's pretty the plot is pretty basic like we like you said before we catch them in like they shit's hitting the road already like rubber is on the road ready to go and the mm-hmm. empire is after them the end they're like I, okay mark this direction and there they are and we see the AT-ATs which I did think was interesting that yeah. the AT-ATs are so much less maneuverable than the Clone Wars <laughs> ship it's so much bigger but I, I thought that was I thought that was interesting um, I would have thought Given how scared the rebels are of the AT-ATs in in a new Ho- or in Empire Strikes Back, I would have thought that the AT-AT would have just crushed that ATTE. Truthfully, it's a, I mean, you know, it, it's it's like driving an old classic car. Like that thing's gonna stand up to all kinds of shit <laughs> that the new that the new ones aren't. It's just gonna keep going, even if it's you know coming in on you know, two tires. It's still gonna keep coming at you. I thought the bit with the sandstorm and the fact that, you know, hey, we have a secret weapon. This is a little bit of Mary suing here of, you know, we have Kanan, we have Ezra, but you do have a Jedi. And we have established that Jedi are smarter than everyone. They have this ability to, like, they don't have to see, see, yeah. to see something. Um, Which I, it's a little. I, I love Go the ahead. glee that Rex Rex has, like, hey, you can do this. Like, this is this is what we used to do all the time. Mm-hmm. And you, they don't like ever, yeah, they yeah. don't ever say like outright. It's kind of like a nod to, hey, do you watch the Clone Wars? Uh, yeah. That it's Anakin. Like that's who we're talking mm-hmm. about. He's like, I knew a Jedi that could do this. You can do mm-hmm. this. This is what the Jedi do. I thought that was an interesting. It was an interesting. I mean, there's there's moments in here that are definitely heart stringy moments. You know, Rex tossing uh, Ezra his Clone Wars helmet, and you look at you know the helmet, and it's like. 
it reminds you of and because the thing is to me you know when when this came out it had been a few years since clone wars went off the air and when clone wars went off the air that wasn't like that wasn't an unpopular show like clone wars was doing good numbers it was it was star wars every week on tv for 24 episodes you know and like i loved the clone wars i thought it was phenomenal but losing the clone wars and then getting rebels this was like hey you know we talked about it last week it's like old home fr- like old home week you know our friends are back yeah we're we're talking to commander rex again you're losing and, like an epic uh, and clone wars is like an epic tale and this is very mm-hmm. very much more focused so i i remember there being some like consternations when this came on of well it's not clone wars it's like well yeah no it's not it's it's different it's not it's not epic it's not filling in this entire it's not like a ken burns war documentary that we're watching it's that you're seeing the epic scope of everything you're seeing a very focused story and it gets progressively larger and larger and larger and that's the i think that's the the beauty of this show well that's and that's the thing right is this is the novella you know and and it took an entire season but star the, the star wars the people behind this the creative people gave it that time to slowly build and earn your trust to the point where you're like, okay, I give a shit about Zeb. Yeah, I care I about love these characters. Now. I want more from them. And I, I don't I don't necessarily remember it being like, hey, this is a show we could lose, you know, when they started talking about cancellation. But I remember thinking, like, it's not a slam dunk. The show is going to just automatically be renewed. Yeah, and I don't think it's necessarily a cancel. I mean, even after season four, it's not a cancellation. It's this is the natural arc and where it ends. This makes sense. And we'll, I mean, we'll see it as we go to three and four. But I know, like, season one, it's like, is this going to keep going? Mm -hmm. Like, and thank God. (laughs) Because this is the first time where, and I feel like these episodes were bringing back Ahsoka, bringing back Rex. I do feel like this is this is the part of the show where it's starting to go, hey, remember Clone Wars? Because that was great. This is this is the we've matured slightly. We're gonna tell you a different part of the same story. It's just it's book two of a three book series, you know? And like now we're in we're in a Mandalorian and we're still bringing back some of the same characters and going, Hey, now we've reached book three because now we can really tell you some fun stuff and look at all the things that are happening in addition to that. So, I mean, this week's episode, you're right. I don't think a lot happens, but I mean... We get to see some cool, some really cool moments. So, like, the sandstorm yeah. is a cool moment. And you see Kanan, like, flexing his powers and going, okay, turn here, turn here. And it's very, it feels very Clone Wars, where it's Anakin it giving them orders without, and them going, I'm going to blindly follow this. And Rex telling him, like, dude, we will blindly follow you. Like this is what we this is what we do. We know that you are you are gonna take care of us as best as you can. Yeah. If if some of us die from it, hey, you limited that. You like you tried to help us as much as possible and you try to save as many of us as possible in your calculations. That's just how it how it works. And you get to see that like I thought it was cool to see just the how much trust that the mm-hmm. clone troopers have. Because you, you see it to some extent in Clone Wars but you really see it here because there's three of these dudes left and they're like, we don't know this Jedi, but we know a Jedi and we know that he's, he's going to help us. Mm-hmm. And they're just 100% faith. They're like you got this. Like, even when he goes, no, I don't. They're like, no, you, you do. You do. And then he does. Mm-hmm. 
you will never get this. You will never get this. And then he got this. <laughs> so we are we are approaching the end of this of this episode, and I, I feel like we didn't actually talk about it. It's a very different structure tonight. <laughs> I, I think it's a different structure to the episode, but I'd be interested. I feel like we did cover the the episode in a different kind of way. Not every episode do we need to go over every plot point because I think there are important parts to this episode and there are important moments because of how it makes you feel. Yeah. I don't feel like anything that actually happens in this episode other than maybe one specific thing that we're approaching talking about. I think one of them is but, Kanan finally gives his trust to, to these guys. Like he, we talked about him backsliding and going, Oh, fuck these guys again. And he's like, we're getting out of here. Like they chose their life. We're, we're beaten feet. And then it's like, Hey, these are, these are good guys. Like, and he goes, you know what? I'm not going to let these guys die and turns around and comes back to save them. And I think that's a huge moment for Kanan too. Do you think that's the moment that Kanan buys into the rebellion? Because to me, that's what it looked like. Like, Hey, all right. I don't, I'm in now. I don't think it's like, necessarily the rebellion. I think it's, it's him letting go of the, these rebels. Cause if he had held on to the, these guys killed my friends, like people who look like them. I mean, think of like having to, having to work with someone you literally watched, like the same face that murdered your mm-hmm. master. You have to now work with three of those faces and you have to go, I trust you to have my back. <laughs> Even though that literal, <laughs> that literal face murdered your master in front of you. Like that's, that's intense. And I, I don't think it's necessarily he buys into the rebellion. I think he he buys into okay. I can let go. I can I can let go of that. These are not the same. These are not the same people. So I'm going to I'm going to help them because they are human. They are they are men, and I'm going to help these men not die because I know they will. They, this is their they last. They were stand. willing to sacri- Yeah, they were willing to sacrifice themselves for for you or for Canaan. Right. And I thought. I, I, you know he's not going to leave them to die, but for a moment it does appear like he he's still stuck on, you know you you betrayed me or you you hurt me by killing my master. Yeah, we're and just going to tell Ahsoka it, we couldn't save him that they they it's helped an important us. Important part for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he become. It, I I don't think it's necessarily him buying into the rebellion. I think he become more Jedi because he's maintained that like I'm not really a Jedi. Like I'm just a dude, and this was more more along that Jedi code of I'm going to help. I'm going to go help. That's, that's my purpose is to help. It's, it is an interesting episode. Um, I, I just, I, I like, I like that we finally get some, some closure to, I mean, you're right. You are you are absolutely right, and I know I keep coming back to this, but I like that Kanan does the right thing. Yeah, I feel like it's closure for his character. I feel like it's closure for him to be able to say, "I'm putting the past behind me. I am moving on from being upset. Um, I'm moving on." He stepped from... back from that ledge, my friend. Yeah, hey, there you go. That, it was close. A... It was close. You didn't quite say "put the past away," but <laughs> <laughs> if anyone gets that. At us, <laughs> yes, that is a, that's a that's that's a throwback <laughs> to our early days. Um, Sorry, <laughs> no, no, I, I, no, that's that's funny. Honestly, I think it's just cool to see Kanan 
I think as much as we want to believe Kanan is the master, he knows all the things, he's always going to be the one to teach something. This week it was Ezra who taught him something. Right. Because without Ezra being there and being in his ear, and, and you know, Ezra clearly bonded with Rex, you know, much. He doesn't have that shared baggage that, that Kanan does. And that's no wonder, you know, he doesn't have the same animosity. But right. I think that's what's great about this family is it's not the education and the, the you know, the, the it's not, logic. It's not master that, student. It's not one way either. You know, Yoda teaching Luke. Luke isn't going to teach Yoda anything. Yoda's been alive for freaking 900 years. But this kind of master-apprentice relationship, it's unique. And it's we've never seen anything like it before in Star Wars. It's, it's Frankly, it's fun because it's new. And that's what I think. Yeah, is, they're, is they're helping each yeah. other out. And we see... I mean, we see Ezra take the take the reins. We see Ezra grow a lot because he's obnoxious in season one. Which go back and listen to ours. Yeah. He's super him and Zeb with their grab ass and like Chopper screwing around with stuff. But I like even Ezra's character arc is is very interesting to watch. And then you watch Kanan grow, and they they kind of they almost mirror each other, and they're helping they're helping each other. Mm-hmm. which is which is cool I, like you said yoda yoda didn't learn shit from luke like they're <laughs> you know they're they're on a different different arc yoda's closing out and luke is trying to learn but that ezra and kanan they're they're kind of growing together and their peaks and valleys are together instead of one direction and going yeah fuck it like you like, if yoda yoda could go yeah you didn't get it cool and luke stays stagnant for a minute and then has to grow again but yoda's yoda knows what he's doing do it my way right. because I'm 900 years old. Mm-hmm. But I think we're we're approaching the 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 villain. I guess uh, I guess the downside of villainy and the downside this week for from the fact that nothing really does happen here. I do think it's that like nothing and becoming, everything. Callus is becoming devalued in my eyes. He is the foil. You know, he. This is the character that. Is supposed to be the one, you know. He, He's trying so of, hard. Minister Tua got executed at the beginning of the of this season, um, and it was supposed to be all right. Well, Callus is going to turn a corner. Callus doesn't have to respond to the governor anymore. Callus can the gloves are off, you know. And he he wants to be so badly. He wants to be Darth Vader's best friend or right. best pupil. His like, his lapdog wants to be the lapdog's lapdog. Fails repeatedly. I, I don't know how much more failing from him that I can take and still treat him as a legitimate villain. Like an actual threat. You know? Yeah. But he's like I mean, he's, away, he's like that big fish in a small pond. Kind of. Running away on the, the speeder at the end of the episode. Oh, that, like, that poor ATAT driver that they're just like... That was kind of funny. Wait, no, hold on. Shit. Crap. Like, what, what's he going to do? Walk? Like, they're not going to just run him down and execute him. Like, that poor bastard has to walk. Uh-huh. Who knows if there's even another settlement on that right. planet? Like I mean, we know the Jupas are out there. I mean, like that guy got eaten by a Jupa. No, like like what's, that's his I, I want to know what the, what's his, the ATAT driver story? What happened to him? Where's where's his cartoon? Where's his He's uh, gonna show up in a Where's his uh, Tales of Moss Eisley? Yeah, exactly. The, the <laughs> ATAT driver that got eaten by a Jupa because he had to walk seven hundred miles to get to a cantina. I just Anyway, that was rough. <laughs> um, 
No, it was funny. Yeah. I mean, but it was but rough think, at the same time. But... I do. I do think Kanan is like you know the high school quarterback that peaked, and it, it, at least at least for now, and that's that's just what he what he does. He's like I I want to be I, I want to be better. I want to be better. But he's just he's just not like he's he he's pretty badass. Be. But in, in his own own writer, you know, back in the day when he was going off killing all his people or ordering mm-hmm. their their people's destruction. Uh, that's when he was, that's when he peaked and then he's almost like downward, downward arc for now where he's just not, he's just not up to the task. He's never had to deal with a Jedi. Maybe he would be great if he didn't, wouldn't dealing with a Jedi, but he just, he, he peaked, he, he peaked in high school. He just can't, he's not going to be right. He's never going to beat Kanan. He's never going to beat Ezra. That's just, that's his lot in life. Right. But so they have to I send a new brother. Oh, they have to send a new, a new inquisitor. Which I, I don't know yeah. if I'm jumping ahead of where you want to where you want to go. No, yet, but that's that's, that's where gonna, we were going. Wait, I that... uh, I thought I was expecting Lord Vader. You're like, nah, you got me, bro. And uh, don't worry, I gotcha. <laughs> that that's where I feel like that's where this episode's logically driving at. Truthfully, um, and you know. While while this has been an episode with not a lot, you know, we've talked about not a lot physically. This was kind of to bring to bring Rex and his buddies into the fold, pretty much. I think that's the whole point of this arc is to bring to bring Rex back into the rebellion. This this fifth brother, are you surprised that they went with another another Inquisitor? Because we've no. already beaten the first one, so I mean, presumably he's the most strong, right? I mean, but it's the outer rim it's this tiny little rebel cell in the outer rim like yeah they're they're gonna send an inquisitor and they're like okay uh, as we saw in the i believe it was episode two that palpatine tells vader like hey i got more important shit for you to do right now um i'm gonna send some, we need to send another somebody else out there like they're obviously not super worried about this and they're like yeah the inquisitors are good enough to take care of this even if they got, yeah, they got one. Okay, cool, whatever. Just send another one. They're like, y- you're important. We need you for other things. So I, I think I they have it. confidence that the Inquisitors are a good enough force. And I, I mean, I don't feel like we've seen a lot about the Inquisitors specifically, but they have to be pretty damn effective, like going out and hunting the remaining Jedi. And that's that's the whole arc of Fallen Order is watching the inquisitors go out and just wreck shop and they they are just wasting the remaining jedi who survived order 66 so they're they're doing good vader can't be everywhere palpatine can't be everywhere so it's like they're yeah. they're the they're the dark troopers from mandalorian like they're the you know the special forces guys who are going out and taking care of shit i i like the inquisitors i, do I too. think they're I think they're a cool story. I am interested to see where they take him, truthfully. Um, He's not the Grand Inquisitor. I mean, he doesn't look as badass as the Grand Inquisitor. He looks like a pirate. Um, Yes, with his little tri-fold hat. Um, I don't want another double-bladed lightsaber from this guy. Like, I I don't want him to be the same character. Yeah, but... But I think we'll get it because all the Inquisitors I have double-bladed lightsabers. <laughs> I know. With their little spinny, I, spinny nonsense. I, I just want to see if you're going to give me a bad guy like this. And admittedly, I don't remember much about him. I honestly don't either. 
give me some depth to him. Give me something that like I feel like we get it. I just don't because so much more happens in season three and season four and like moving forward that I don't remember a whole lot about him. So I'm excited to watch this almost fresh. Yeah, I feel like we're we're reaching the point of this this show where up until this point it has kind of been what's going on on Lothal this week? You know, are we still in pigs? Are we still in melaroons? What what are we doing? Um, and we have kind of reached the point where now we're going to say shit's going to happen. It's going to happen fast. Pay attention because some important things are going to happen in the next little bit here. So yeah, we're watching might... we're watching the founding of the rebellion. <sighs> And if I remember correctly, some really cool stuff happens this season. We yes. still got 18 more episodes this season. Um, and, you know, I feel like that's kind of why we didn't do blow-by-blow uh, by blow tonight of this this episode, because there will be episodes coming where we will do that. And I think there are moments and plot points that are critical to this show. I just don't feel like, even though I love this episode, I don't feel like this is the one that needed that. You know what I mean? Like, I, this is this is good. This is a good broad strokes episode to to spend seventy five minutes on. <laughs> yeah, that is true. We we've, we've now we're yeah, we didn't we did minutes. not go blow by blow, and it's still this long, folks. <laughs> we got a lot more coming your way, and, and 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 this is the point where we are gonna we are wrapping up, obviously. And, and look, tonight we did do a little bit more big picture stuff, and I think that it's you know. That's important with Star Wars because Star Wars is a show that it's to me it's it's how does Star Wars make you feel, and and you know not everybody is lucky enough to have, you know the the traditional nuclear family of you know mom dad and and hey this is what we do and you know we sit down and eat dinner and 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 sometimes and I'll admit I'm one of these people, these characters, it's, I'm not the the wrestling is real to me guy, but this is these characters become part of your family you know they become you spend time with them. They become more to you than just artwork. And like, I think it's important to acknowledge that the, the writing and the way that this is done, it's efficient and it's good. They feel it's human. Good. It, it, you can suspend disbelief. And for a little while, you can just pretend to be there or you can just pretend that you're watching, I, you know, a grand story. I, and that's, I think that's why this episode is so good is because it, they feel real. It, like I, I was watching it, and it's like I, I'm, I'm not. It's just experiencing it. It's not watching a cartoon. Like they feel like mm-hmm. this is this is a real thing that is currently happening right now because the writing is that engrossing. And yeah, we only need a broad strokes, but the details are all there. And guess what? You guys have to wait a whole week before we come back to talk about the next one or dread next week. I don't know. Whichever, whichever you guys do uh, between weeks when you're like, shit, we got another hour and a half of this nonsense to fast forward through before we can get to my next podcast. Either way, but let we, us know on Twitter. We appreciate you guys coming <laughs> back. We appreciate you guys joining us for this journey. Yes. Look, we, we know that not, we're not everybody's cup of tea. We know that not everybody's, you know, listening to all, all parts of the episode, but we do appreciate can, that there are a lot of you who are out there joining us on this journey every week. And that's, it means a lot to us. It does. So. I, I understand you can only take so much snark. <laughs> no, no, we, <laughs> we need the snark with the scholars because otherwise the scholars just going to read every plot point and go, I like this shot. It was really cool. It's kind of like the like light and the dark shot. side. There's there, you know, you, you have the balance between the light and dark side of the force. 
that together this that, podcast is gray <laughs> that's why we are a gray jedi but for now we're gonna leave it there and, and we're gonna leave it as we always do snark take us out may the force be with you <laughs>